and welcome to this week's episode of the Popcorn Wind Down. I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Thank you for joining us as we will be discussing Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, starring Michael B. Jordan, which tells the story of an elite Navy SEAL who accidentally stumbles across an international conspiracy while seeking revenge for the murder of his team, his wife, and their unborn child. Without Remorse is based on Clancy's uh, John Clark series, um, which includes Operation Rainbow and Rainbow Six. Tammy, what did you think of Without Remorse? Um, it was nice. It was nice. Like, I wasn't... It, it kind of felt a little bit like a TV movie to me a little bit. Like, thank goodness it didn't go into theaters because it was definitely not a blockbuster. But um, it did its job. Definitely did its job. What about you? I I enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to piggyback real quick, though, before I go, before I forget, I'm piggybacking into. So you don't think it would have been a block? You think it would have been least... Uh, less successful if it had gone to movie to the theaters than it was for Amazon because it was a huge hit for Amazon, which I get yes. the difference. Yes, I would say that I do believe it would have been less successful if it had um, just premiered in theaters rather than on, on Amazon Prime. Okay, so do you think it would have been a complete bomb or just not? No, successful? not a bomb. It just would not have been a blockbuster. Not to say it wouldn't have been, you know, um, did significantly well. But it wouldn't have been a blockbuster. Okay, I get that. Um, yeah, I I enjoyed it. I I know Tom Clancy. I'm not. I haven't read a lot of his books. Um, I'm not a big fan of his writing, I guess. Um, but <laughs> I I am a fan of the Jack Ryan series on Amazon. Um, they finally got it right after trying to figure out how to bring that movie that series to the big screen forever they tried all doing different versions of his of that series with different books and different actors and it never quite stuck but um and we talked about you know uh the jack ryan series so go back and catch that podcast but um yeah i i was really interested um i thought michael jordan b jordan was an interesting choice to play the lead um John Clark, who becomes John Kelly. Um, what did you think about that, the casting? Um, I like the casting. Um, it was nice to see some of the actors, like the less known actors that nobody, I guess, will ever mention when they talk about this movie, like Luke Mitchell, who I loved um, from The Tomorrow People, um, a CW show that ended too, I would say, um, too early. And then um, Cam, oh my God, what is his last name? Gigandet? Yeah. G- y- yeah. Um, I I loved him. Um, hated his character on the OC, but I loved him as an actor on the OC. Um, he played in, um, what is that? Uh, Twilight. Touche. Um, he played in Twilight, but also he had his own TV show that I also feel ended too early. I can't think of the name right now um, where he played a Southern lawyer. Um, but I, I've liked him. I've kind of hoped that um, he would gain more success than he has, um, more acting um, jobs than he has gained. So it was nice to see them because I recognized, I was like, wait a minute, is that is that Luke Mitchell? Like, I actually knew his name. I was just like, that looks like him. And then I had to go and research it and um, confirm, you know, my thoughts. Uh, but yeah, like Michael B. Jordan, 
he did a good job. Like he he's kick, kick ass, you know. Like he has the body for it. Um, he can act, you know. Um, the action was great. Uh, Jody Turner Smith uh, did a really really good job. Loved her hair in the movie. Um, that's it. Like I mean, Guy Pierce was you know just there. Oh wait, who was the white dude? Jamie Bell. Jamie Bell was I. He doesn't play evil villain as well as another actor may have been able to do it. I, I didn't truly believe, like, he, he made me laugh. <laughs> I'm trying to play like he was bad, like he was a badass CIA agent and a spy. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, well, also mentioning actors that, you know, this is Lauren London's first return to acting, I believe, since Nipsey Hussle died. So it was good to see her um, getting roles. I don't know whether you're a Lauren London fan. And I'm not going to say I'm the biggest Lauren London fan. It's just nice to see her starting to, you know, um, move on in her grieving process, I will say, for that. So um, also, I, um, yeah. Well, you know, Luke Mitchell and Cam Giganet, Cam G, I'm just going to call him G. I don't want to massacre his name. Um, they have smaller roles, but, you know, spoiler alert, they die like within the first five minutes of the movie. So, um, but yeah, and I agree with you about the show, their shows being canceled way too soon. Um, I thought that Jamie Bell's character, I'm going to agree with you to a certain extent. Um, he was a little stiff and a little rigid. It was like, and he's a better actor than what he portrayed in this movie, I guess, um, is what I'm trying to say. Because, yeah. Um, so I think that it was a little formulaic, and I'm going to agree with you when you said it seemed more like a TV movie. Um, you know what I'm going to, you know what I'm about to say, I guess, maybe you can think. It seemed like a pilot. Yeah, it like a pilot. <laughs> yes. And he says this every time, y'all. <laughs> I do, because I, I'm like, you know, the intro and that means I'm willing to give it a chance. And I will say, I will allude back to why I said it was a pilot as we get further into the discussion. Um, but yeah, so I, Guy Pierce again, this probably was not his best acting role or his best part. I, it seemed like he kind of phoned it in a little bit as well. Um, but I will say it was a good fake out because initially I started off thinking that Jamie Be Jamie Bell was the big bad or the mole or whatever you want to call him. So um, they did good with that part. But um, yeah, I liked Michael B. Jordan in the role. I liked that um, you know it was a big deal when it when it came out that he was going to be playing this role um, because. Uh, it is connected to the Jack Ryan universe. I think he and Jack Ryan are actually supposed to be really good friends, uh, John Clark and Jack Ryan. Um, how they make that, can and uh, John Clark has actually been in some of the other Jack Ryan books and Jack Ryan movies, and his role was played by, um, gosh, I can't think of his name right now. He plays Ray Donovan, too. <laughs> I'm having like the biggest brain fart and it'll probably come to me at the most random time. But um, Liv Shriver, yeah, he's played the role of John Clark in, um, in, very, in, the, in some of the Jack Ryan movies. So, but what I was going to say is it was a big deal that a black guy was playing this character. And I like seeing 
just the diversity of roles, knowing that, you know, people of color are spies and we are, we can be badass Navy SEALs and we can carry movies like this. Um, so that, I thought it was a good choice. Um, and also the connection between this and the Jack Ryan series also on Amazon is that Jodie Turner-Smith plays um, Greer's niece, um, who's played by Wendell Pierce in the series. So I don't know if there'll be more crossover than that, but I liked that connection. Um, what did you think of the action? Uh, I mean, it served its purpose. Can I just say like the whole movie served its purpose? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like there was, okay. I, but I will say that I was not impressed throughout the movie, but not to say I was not entertained throughout the movie. I just was not impressed throughout the movie. Like, um, it, it, it did its job. Like, every scene, the action scenes, um, the like, the, the intense scenes that they had in the movie, like, everything played its role very well. I knew why it was happening. Um... So, yeah, definitely. The one thing is, I disagree with you on um, not knowing that Guy Pierce's uh, character was the villain. I caught that from the beginning. And the reason why is because in the Jack Ryan series, it ends up being the politician who is kind of behind the whole thing. So when Guy Pierce was introduced, I was just like, okay, so it's going to turn out that he betrayed him, right? Like, that, that's definitely what's going to happen. Like, I was just waiting for the moment where it would show up. Now, like, the Jamie Bell character, yes, I also thought that, not necessarily that he was evil, but that he had ul ulterior motives on what he was doing. Like, they had one mission, and he had a whole different mission. And his goal was to carry out his mission, because that was what his job was. So I thought he was going to be very cutthroat on... Like, yeah, I'm going to help y'all out up until it messes up my, my actual mission that I have. Um, so that was a little surprising on seeing that he did not turn out to be that type of character. Um, but the Guy Pierce character, like, I saw that coming. Like, politician, you know he dirty. You know he dirty. <laughs> Come on now. What politician you know in movies nowadays that's actually above board? Like, none. Okay, so... Um, but yeah, the action the action was pretty good. Like the fight scenes were um were good. The the fight scenes definitely were good. Um you know, I'm all about the killing. You know what my favorite scene is the one he in burns the, car. the car. Yes. Okay. When he burns and the reason why is because like that I felt was an actual full-on reaction to how they murdered his wife and to show his skill set um, on like how cutthroat he can be because he burned the car, then he got into the car, then he tortured the man to find out what he needed. And then before he got out of the car himself, he shot him. I said, good job. Good job. Because that's how it's supposed to go down. It's not that, oh, I'm going to leave him there so they can save him from the fire. Hell no. You're going to die, bitch. Die. So, yeah. But, um, yeah. I'm sure you have more, uh, I guess, positive views. <laughs> more positive views on this. I will just let our listeners know that she's not a psychopath. <laughs> to know her <laughs> is to love her. I, okay, wait, wait. Oh my God, was it? It couldn't have been. It couldn't have been last. 
it couldn't have been the last episode where I was telling them, I was like, y'all, I'm not crazy, but I am the person in the theater who laughs when people get shot in the head. Like, John Wick was a hilarious movie to me because he did his job. He was shooting everybody in the head, left and right. Um, Yes, I, I am that person that enjoys the action scenes that ends up with people actually dying. Because I don't understand this whole shoot them in the leg thing in action movies. Like, what, what are we doing with the shooting in the leg thing? <laughs> Like, so, nah, you shoot him in the head and keep it moving. She's not a psychopath. She's not known <laughs> to be violent, but you know. It, 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 yeah. Like, I've never been in the military. I'm not like. <laughs> so it, it's okay. Um, I, 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 oh, my favorite scene uh, was the one in the jail. Like, I thought that when he, when they were coming for him in the jail, and um, homeboy, hand, after he finished off all the people that they led into his cell, and homeboy was like, um, yeah, I got a phone for you. I'm just going to slide it through here. Like, <laughs> like he was afraid he's going to take that towel and break his hand through, which he probably could have. But I, I like that. And I agree with you. I like the scenes that actually showed his skill set. And I guess that's part of the reason why it seemed like a pilot is because I guess, you know, it was building on uh it was building up to something and just it was kind of showing his backstory how he starts off as John Kelly and then he becomes John Clark um so I I, I I'm gonna agree with you on that um and I did like the scenes where it was more action to me um the drama quote unquote the drama did not carry the movie um so there were some holes in it that I hope that if you know if it does get a sequel, uh, that they that they're able to feel a little bit more a little bit better, and um, I think that uh, they could work on the dramatic parts a little bit, and maybe like I said, I don't know. Um, now I wasn't surprised that Guy Pierce, when it was revealed that his character Secretary Clay was the ultimate big bad, I was not surprised about that. Um, I didn't, I don't necessarily know that I, like I said, I didn't really see it coming, I guess, because I was so focused on it. And you're right, it's either the politician or the CIA guy. And I was focused on it being a CIA guy, um, which was Jamie Bell's character. So at one point I thought, oh, okay, are they, are they in collusion together? Are they colluding together? But then, um, you know, I guess uh, not. Uh, I, I don't know, like if you... <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. Um, you said it was a very serviceable movie. Yeah. That's a, like, I mean, look, uh, I watched it. Um, would I have watched it if it hadn't been on the list? I'll be honest. Even as a Michael B. Jordan fan, I don't know if it would have been at the top of my list. Like, maybe I would have got to it in the summer when I had more time to catch up on all like the movies and the TV shows that I missed. But would I have been like so excited that I'm watching it when it premiered or whatever? Absolutely not. Um, um, that that just, I, I like, nah, I, I just, I just wasn't. And then another thing is that I feel that if you compare it to Jack Ryan, it definitely was lacking. Um, I think I love Jack Ryan. I think it's a phenomenal TV show. Um, and yes, it is true. They finally figured out the formula. Not all book series and uh, comic book series needs to be a movie. Like I understand it makes more money and it brings in that easy cash, 
but not everything should be a movie. Sometimes you need to just make it a TV show and really focus on like character development. And I think Jack Ryan does a good job of that now that they've realized that the TV formula actually works for it. Um, I'm guessing they're not going to be able to do a TV formula for this just because it's Michael B. Jordan. So, you know, he's a superstar. Um, not to say that the other dude isn't, but uh, he's just John a little... Krasinski. Yeah, but I think he, Michael B. Jordan may be a little, just a little bit more busy. Um, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, it, it, it was a good movie. I, and listeners, do not think that I'm saying it's a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. I was not bored at all throughout the movie. I was able to watch it in one setting. I didn't feel like I needed to pause. But at the same time, like... It is what it is. <laughs> like, it is what it is. Like, the acting was good enough. Um, the action scenes, good enough. Um, yeah, like, it's... Yeah. <laughs> They're like, dang, like... I know. This is how, like, we, do, this is how, we, know. This is how we do it. Michael, we doing it right now. My bad, my, my, my bad, Mike. <laughs> I know. You're going to be having them coming for us. Um... Okay, so I had, and you brought up some interesting points, so I'm just going to piggyback off of that. First of all, our Jack Ryan episode was episode six, so go back and listen to it and see how much we've grown season since Season one, then. episode six. Episode six, yes, season one, episode six. And um, I will agree with you. Uh, like I said, I, I love the series. I think they've done a great job with the series and exploring it. I'm going to say something a little bit maybe unpopular. I'm going to co-sign with you. Just a little bit, okay? I think, well, let me do it this way. I'm going to ask you, so do you think this would have been better served as a series if it had truly been a pilot for a series? Yeah. A, a limited series? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think, um, Michael B. Jordan, yeah. if you're listening, you could do a limited series and still be, you know, one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. Uh, I, but I probably think it would have served better um, as a limited series. I think it would have probably plugged up some of the holes. Um, we would have probably had a little bit more screen time with Luke, um, Mitchell, and Cam G. But, um, you know, I, I, it was a serviceable movie. And I'm going to have to say that probably if it had gone to theaters, it might not have done as well. Um, than it did with premiering for Amazon because it was a huge hit for Amazon and it's a huge hit for Michael B. Jordan. And I'm, you know, I'm proud. I'm happy for that. He produced it under his um, Outlier Society banner. So he was one of the producers on it. So I'm glad to see it getting the success and all that. Um, and it wasn't a bad movie, but it wasn't great. It could have been better. And I guess that's where my whole thing of it seemed more like a TV movie slash pilot mindset comes in. Um, it's just, you know, it seemed kind, I don't know, it seemed, his performance was good, and his performance was probably one of the standouts, along with Jodie Turner's performance, and you know, she was pregnant when she filmed this, I didn't realize she was pregnant when she filmed this, but I guess, oh, I, didn't, I, I wouldn't have known that if you hadn't just said it, and in re-watching it, I saw one scene where you, where you could tell a little bit, but I, that was only after I rewatched it and knew that she was pregnant, um, so that, that kind of, made up for a lot of the baggy clothes and a lot of the upper body shots that they were just showing of her. So, you know, just a little side note, a little tidbit. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so do you, um, 
do you think there should be a crossover with this? And like, would you like to see John Kelly or um, Pam Greer show up? Is that really her name, or did I just give her the name from the seventies, Foxy Brown? No, no it's Pam Greer. Oh, as I say, you know, oh, it's Karen Greer. Pam Greer's the actress from the seventies. <laughs> oh, you sure right? You know I'm horrible with names. Oh so. no, Pam was his wife. I was like, somebody was named Pam. Pam oh, yeah, was Pam his was wife. his wife. Okay. Pam was his wife's name. I was like, there was a Pam in the movie. All right. So, uh, so should Karen slash Foxy Brown Greer, uh, do you think that there should be a crossover between this and the Jack Ryan series? Like, I mean, if they have another one, um, I can see there being a crossover um, with Jack Ryan and John Clark now is what his name is. Um, I can definitely see a crossover. Um, I wouldn't want it to be where all of a sudden like Jack Ryan comes in and he's more the focus or um, at all, but to kind of like come in for like a couple scenes and then, you know, bounce out, come in to help John Clark and then, um, you know, leave. I can definitely, definitely see that. And as well as um, her uncle, uh, her uncle coming in and like kind of helping out and everything like that. I can definitely, definitely see that um, coming about. Um, but yeah. And, you know, because I can see another movie happening, especially with the success of the first one, I can definitely see another movie happening. Um, I would prefer it to be a limited series, but if it cannot be a limited series, then I can see another movie happening and kind of making this like a whole Amazon Prime TV movie kind of concept rather than trying to put it into theater. I would hope that they, they wouldn't feel that once the theater is fully open back up, that they'd want to transition this whole thing to the movie theater because as we noticed with Jack Ryan, it did not work out so well. And I love Michael B. Jordan, but based on the Prime movie, yeah, I suggest that you stick it on Prime. Um, I'm going to agree. Wow. You're agreeing with me a lot today, Eddie. I know. Is it, is it the headache? Is it the world going to open up? Like, what's going on? <laughs> or, or, look, okay, you know what? Here we go. I'm going to get back to myself. Even a broke clock is right twice a day. Oh! <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> is that better? <laughs> I guess, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I agree. Um, as far as crossovers go, I would I I would even like to see maybe one or two of them show up, like either uh, John Clark or Karen Greer show up in um in the Jack uh, Ryan universe. So I would love to see some type of crossover in in, a, in another way. Um, and I think probably just like Netflix has had success with its movies that are just for Netflix, um, they're starting to branch out and do movies that are going to be in theaters a little bit too. Um, I think that you're right. This should probably remain um, an Amazon exclusive, like exclusively on Prime. And um, and I don't think it would have done as well in a movie theater. Um, maybe it could be like their version of Mission Impossible or something. Um I do think there is a lot of room for improvement with uh, with the series, though, as far as um, maybe the writing. Um, mm-hmm. And even hopefully if there is a second one, which uh, the 
the mid-credit scene alluded to, um, I think that was an uh, allusion to Operation Rainbow, which is the second book in the series. So I think we'll get to see, hopefully with that, um, it's not as much backstory and you will get to see more action, more of the thrilling spy drama, get to see him use more of his skill set. Because to me, the action scenes that we got were good, but it was limited. I was looking forward to it being a little bit more action. Um, mm-hmm. And I think this, if and I was going to say, if Jodie Turner-Smith was pregnant, it was filmed maybe pre-COVID or, you know, so um, I, it, it, it was early in her pregnancy. So I don't know if maybe the timing of it, you know, but um, I would definitely want to see more action in a, in another in another movie um with that you know so we'll see uh and maybe a not so obvious bad guy I guess although I was kind of <laughs> out a little bit with the bad guy but you know can we go beyond the CIA and I guess as a political th- thriller you know it's going to be a spy of some sort but um, well of course and the CIA is the most likely candidate and politicians are the most likely candidates. So I don't have a problem with that. I just think that um, give, give give them more of a run for their money when it comes to the villains. Yeah. It's like I felt like the villain wasn't fully flushed out in this movie. Um, so hopefully in the next one, it would be more of a flushed out character that would be presented. And his motive, because the Cold War, uh, and can, and I get it. The actual move, the actual book was written in 1993. I'm um, going back and doing some research. The character was um, this. It was actually set, even though the book was written in 1993. The the character and the drama was set basically in the 70s, um, heading towards the end of the Vietnam War. So you know, I get it. But if you're going to update as much as you did. And, you know, his wife still dies and all that kind of stuff. And I get you can't tell the same move, the same story from 50 years ago or 30 years ago. But can you at least do something other than the Cold War ending? Because the Cold War ended, what, 30 years ago almost? Over 30 years ago? Okay, so I will say, you know, because that brings up something else. I will say that his reasoning for wanting to make Russia an enemy again actually made sense. Do I agree with it? No, but it makes sense. Like there were actual, like, I was just like, yo, okay. I see where you're coming from. Yeah. I mean, you know, don't actually create a a war, but you know, I could definitely see where he's coming from on the fact the only time America really comes together rather than fighting each other is when we have a common enemy and creating a common enemy um, I mean, you know, right now it's either the Middle East, North Korea, or Russia. Th- those are the three. Well, you know, it's um, not going to be Russia with Kremlin cruising them. Well, um, yeah, I mean, you know, all depends. All, all depends. All depends. But um, more likely, it would be like North Korea, or well, not the Middle East, because the Middle East seems to be it's it's a ride or die, you know, villain to create. Um. But yeah, but he definitely made sense on when he was talking about the reason, the reasoning behind wanting to start World War Three um, with the U.S. against Russia. I understood that even like, you know, without the Cold War thing, because yes, the Cold War was a long time ago, but Russia is still 
on that level of the reason why we went into the Cold War. And so um, we may ignore it, but they're still doing their mess behind the scenes. So I, I can't understand his reasoning. I may not agree with it, um, but I do understand his reasoning on trying to bring the country together rather than being as divided as we currently are, because that is a legitimate like thing that's going on right now. Yeah, but you know, even if you came up with proof and taking a real world context and what he said, um, you would still have people who wouldn't believe it because you know certain people wouldn't let them believe it. But um, I mean, I don't know. I I just I get it. I I mean, I got it. I understood it, but. In these whole, I want to start World War Three. Do you realize that that is a zero sum game? Like World War Three, there is no coming back from that. There is no recovering from that. You know, um, I especially with everyone having nuclear weapons and all that. So it, it's just a, I, I was just like, for you to be such a smart man, your ultimate end game is kind of stupid. So that's I guess that's what I meant by you know I I didn't. I, I didn't really like the motive. I didn't under I understood it, but it was just like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah. So, um, do you think that there should possibly be a sequel? Yeah, definitely. Are you excited for a sequel? No. Are we going to cover a sequel? No. Yes. No, you can <laughs> write a review on it. We should mm-hmm. do a we should do a follow up story to without remorse. Was it better than was the sequel? Was Operation Rainbow better? Now that we have a fully fleshed out character and we've already covered the backstory, we've already survived the pilot. Was Episode Two better than Episode One? Yeah, that's why you can do a pop review on it. You know what? And, and let the audience know if you feel that it was better the second time around. That's why I want to put you up for adoption sometimes. All the time. All the time. <laughs> okay. So, how many stars would you get? Or stars. Look at me. I'm delirious. I'm delusional Ooh. today. How many popcorns would you give without remorse? I'm going to give it a solid 2.75. Dang. It didn't even make it to the three? Nah, it didn't make it to the three. Like, I was just like, you know what? I bought, we bought like a bucket, right? And I got like the, you know, the, like the little kitty, like um cardboard box that they give you when you be like, oh, can I get like one of those cardboard boxes? We about to share this. And they give it to you. And then you pour some of it out. You poured out like 2.75 of the popcorn into my little container. And then you kept the rest for yourself. Damn, that's, <laughs> that, that's rough. I just like look, look. It it was good but mediocre. Is that is that a like it, it was good but mediocre. Like it it, it it served its purpose. Once again, it served its purpose. And its purpose got it to a 2.75. Damn. Well, <laughs> I would almost agree with you, but we got an ab shot, so I'm gonna bump it up to a three, you know. Ooh. Oh yeah, we did get a whole bot, a top body shot. 
Yeah, so we got an ab shot. So I'm bumping it up for three just for Michael B. Jordan's abs. You know, he is, after all, the reigning sexiest man alive. Like, that's got to account for something. <laughs> but yeah, um, gosh, this, is, this has been a weird one. I've agreed with you a lot today. I know, right? Yay! <laughs> Damn. My head must be hurting more than I... I'm like so cynical and like um, like I, I give a lot of criticism. It's usually like you trying to find like the amazing like good parts to it to like make it sound better. And this time you just like, no, I have to agree with you on that. No, I have to agree with you on that. I feel like I got that like four times. So I feel like I'm doing good right now, y'all. <laughs> Dude, it's the migraine. Like, for real. <laughs> Don't play with go- migraine. Don't play with migraine. I'm going to go back and listen to this and have you post a disclaimer. Like, look, I had a headache. <laughs> I was not my normal self. I don't know what I was thinking. But, um, yeah, I would have to say, in all honesty, I I wanted to love the movie more than I did, and I kind of go, I, and when I feel that way about something, I kind of try to temper my expectations, and like you say, a huge Michael B. Jordan fan, want to see him do well. I'm glad it was a success for Amazon. I'm glad it was a success as one of his first production or producing projects for Amazon, um, but it wasn't great. It was serviceable, and I really hope that um, I... I do hope that we do get Rainbow Six or Operation Rainbow. So I hope that they will continue the series and probably based on the success, they will. Um, But if they are thinking about releasing it in theaters, they're going to have to up their game. Um, You know, especially with Bond and and Mission Impossibles and something like that, they're going to have to up the game, the action game and all that kind of plug in some of those holes um, with the story. And I guess that's why I say it felt like a pilot. And then um, with the mid-credit scene alluding to Operation Rainbow, um, it felt like a pilot or an introduction, which it was a serviceable introduction. It makes me interested to see where the story will go from there. But yeah, um, 2.75, but I'm giving it that extra 0.25 because we got an app shot. Um, So, you know. Um, You so nice. What? Hey, it's Michael B. Jordan, his abs, and he's people's reigning sexiest man alive. Duh. Like, that's got to earn him something. Yeah, earned him a 2.75. That, I swear, is why I want to put you up for adoption. Does anybody want a Tammy? Contact me at the popcorn wine down. At gmail.com and we can negotiate. Okay. Negotiate Um, terms. We can we can negotiate terms, you know. Um if you if you want to take in Tammy, if you want to because she you know, I can't leave I can't leave her an orphan. I have to make sure she finds a good home. Um I'm at least gonna do that. (laughs) So um that does it for this episode of the popcorn wind down. Thank you for joining us as always. And be sure to join us next week when we talk about Selena. Bitty, bitty, bum, bum. Bum, bum. <laughs> um, and in the meantime, catch up with us daily at the popcornwindown.com for your latest in entertainment and pop culture news. And also check out the podcast. Any episodes that you might have missed, you can catch up on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
Spotify podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, share, comment. Yeah. And until next time, I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Bye. Bye.